0: I'm not about to let y'all turn this into a money podcast, but I will let you have a few of these, so (laughs) stick with me. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So stick with me on the flip as we get into what I'm just going to go on and call the Wisdom Smack Money Primer. I'll see you on the flip. all right, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And you know what? It's my fault because I do welcome your suggestions and your feedback. And so for those out there that are like, okay, here we go with another money podcast. Blame it on those who wrote in and contacted me. Okay. So let's just go on and get into it. So what I think I'm going to do as it stands right now, I'm, I'm going to take the next few days and, uh, Get this. I'm not trying to say I'm going to get it over with, but uh, today we're going to talk about uh, money, a primer for understanding it, especially if you are now having to generate it and create it on your own. And then I think tomorrow, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about how to get an execution plan to actually start getting your money. Yeah. So the next two podcasts, just get ready because they're going to be dense and they may be a little longer. So there's that. But I want to make sure that I'm scratching where you're itching and I'm hearing, you know, what you're saying. So let's go on and get into it. Now, I just want to give you a forewarning. I am packing a lot of stuff in here. You may have to listen to this more than once if uh, you want to make sure that you get all of the little things because I'm going to be giving you stuff that. That you need to know and uh, you need to review okay so let's go on into it so with today's podcast no fluff no puff let's just get into it these are some of the things that you would want to make sure that if you don't know you know them and if you know them you understand them pretty well okay so i'm going to be talking about markets uh approaches and processes and i'm going to uh, help you get a general understanding of the money game out there without trying to totally overwhelm you, okay? So I, what I was trying to do was just pick the things that were the most uh, important that you needed to know. So let's get get into it. All right, so the first thing is I want to talk about markets themselves. Now, with a market, there are two ways of looking at a market. You can have a market as the market, uh, which is where goods and services are sold and exchanged, or you can have markets where they are specific to what people are interested in. Um, so you can and they can be broken down into quote unquote industries. Okay, and then you can have uh, markets with regards to the production of all of the goods and services. So in this regards, let's start with the big one, the big market, just so that you can understand what goes on and what happens. Okay, so three main types of markets. You have a before market, you have an um, aftermarket, and you have a market. Okay. And so, well, I set those out of order. You have a, a before market, market, and aftermarket. All right. All right. So you might want to take notes on this because I'm going to go fast because we only have a few minutes to, to get this. All right. So if you're talking about a before market, a before market is the creation or the sourcing part of the deal. This is where you're going to have your creators if you are an inventor or you are an entrepreneur or even... um a uh, tradesman, artisan, uh, self-employed, you're going to be creating the stuff. Um, If you're a writer, you fall into the before market where you are writing the content, creating the books, uh, getting things ready to be published. And then you have direct from source. If you are a source kind of person where you have to go and gather the materials, whether it be in the forest for uh, wood, or it be gems in the ground, or even if it is uh, livestock or or flowers, any of that kind of stuff, you're going to actually be before market. Anything that is in the creation process or direct from source is before market. All right. I think we got that. Let's move on. Then you have the actual market. And this is going to be the majority of when people talk about markets. This is what they're talking about. All right. You guys listen to this so that you can understand it and be aware of the different types. And this is not even covering all of them. This is just giving you the ones that would make sense for you to know. Okay, so in the market, you have distributors. So these would be those who take direct from source and then put it out to the masses. You have also wholesalers. Wholesalers can um, uh, take direct from the source and then give to others who will then be distributors. And then you have uh, sales, you, uh, salespeople, sells sells companies. You have mass market and you have affiliation. And then you have one that a lot of people don't realize that's there and it's called derivatives, not the derivatives market on the stock market or even derivatives when you're talking about business investing. I'm talking about a derivatives market where, um, think of sawdust, gold, uh, flakes, and um, pig parts and all of those things that are usually not the most desirable uh, for um, the regular market. And so you have derivatives who will take these things and repurpose them to to make them into something else. Okay. So let me uh, just quickly go through like an example of each. So a distributor, a distributor would be... um, Amazon. Amazon is a distributor. Um, And the reason why they are a distributor is because of the fact that they can go direct to source and direct to creator. Whereas mass market would be a Walmart or Barnes and Noble or something like that, because they are normally receiving their stuff from, you guessed it, a distributor. Then you have a wholesaler. So a wholesaler is like a distributor where they can go direct to source or to the creator, but they tend to be uh, a go-between or like a broker, if you will, between direct source and those who are going to do sales and mass marketing. Then you have the sales market. and the sales market, they are kind of like... uh, trade uh, uh, um, a jack of all trades where they can sell directly through distrib uh, from distributors or for distributors wholesalers derivatives mass market and affiliate i'm uh, not affiliation um, and mass market okay and then of course we just talked about your mass market mass market is usually going to have a large presence in your retail so just think of retail okay All right. Now, I hope your eyes aren't rolling back because we still got some more to go. Then we have aftermarket. Now, pay attention to aftermarket because a lot of people don't realize that this is here and that there is a lot of opportunity for you in aftermarket. So aftermarket is going to be things like arbitrage, closeout and peer to peer. All right. So what is arbitrage? Arbitrage is where you go, you buy something, you know, like you can go to Walmart, buy something and then you can take it to a distributor like Amazon. And if you see something locally at Walmart that's on sale because they're trying to, quote unquote, close it out, put it on clearance, and it's still selling around the world at normal prices or a higher price because those people can't get what you have at your local Walmart. You can actually buy that stuff, ship it to Amazon and have Amazon sell it at the regular price. And the arbitrage is the monies that you get after you've paid for it locally, you've shipped it to Amazon, and then you have received your cut back from Amazon minus their fees. And so that is a way of arbitrage. Then close out. Closeout is going to be where you think of clearance and you uh, think of actual places and events that are made up for that. Like in the U.S., we have this company called Big Lots. And what they do is they they go and they get uh, auctioned items uh, from whether it be. pallets auctioned from wholesalers or even Amazon has pallet auctions. Or they go to airlines who have lost luggage auctions or storage units who have lost luggage. But what they're doing is they're buying in bulk stuff that did not make a big hit or for whatever reason uh, is not unloved, but unused. It doesn't appear to have as big of a demand for it as your mainstream. And So those are going to be your closeouts. And then you have peer-to-peer. Peer to peer is going to be garage sales, uh, eBay, direct sales, and um from you know person to person. And the reason why it's aftermarket is because a lot of times it is uh, gently used or it is one-offs. Whereas before market creators can sell direct, they can sell their books, their their stuff, and no one has ever used it, and it is direct from them. Think of uh, artists artist and uh fashion houses and all of that as your aftermarket. But peer-to-peer is going to be uh, where it is uh, something that has actually been used or, you know, something that you arbitraged, okay? All right, so that, that that's the three main markets. We have before uh, the market, during the market, and after the market. So then I want to talk about the main approaches. But before I move into the main approaches that you need to take, the wisdom smack that you need to understand with these markets is first and foremost you need to understand what part of the market you want to play in. Do you want to be in the before market, in the market or after market because it matters. In the market, it takes more money to play. And I I I can't believe I um actually forgot about affiliation. Let me go back. So in the market, one of the ways that a lot of people get into the big market is by what we would call affiliation or affiliate marketing, marketing and another one would be MLM. So, affiliate marketing is where you take what someone has produced and because you are good at generating interest, attention, traffic and all of this, they give you a cut of the sale of what they offer because you're bringing sales to them. So that would be your affiliate marketing. And uh, my apologies for seeming to jump all over the place. So let me go back and recap this um, so we all stay together. All right. So The three main markets, we have before market where you're going to have creators and direct to source, direct from source. Then you have the main market, which is the lion's share. That's where you're going to have your distributors, wholesalers, your derivatives market, sales people, mass market, and affiliation, which I just talked about, affiliate marketing, MLMs, and the like. And then you're going to have your aftermarket, which includes arbitrage, closeout, and peer-to-peer. All right. Understanding what part of the market is going to be best for you is going to be key. You see, these are your wisdom smack excuse me, wisdom smacks. Okay, so let's move on. There are two main approaches to the market that we need to understand. And um, understanding this is going to also help you to understand what game you're playing, because this is this is really kind of a game. All right, so the two main ways that you can provide, provide um, or be a part of the market, and that is you can offer goods and services, or you can offer platforms. So A goods and service, most people are familiar with that. It's just as it sounds. You provide something, even entertainment falls under goods and services. Um, Hairdressers, dog groomers, as well as uh, healthcare, hospitals, all of these fall under the services. Restaurants, all of those fall under services. So services are going to be the lion's share. But you can also offer platforms. Platforms are going to be, believe it or not, social media. When you have a platform, you provide a place, whether it is physical or digital, for people to come and to either get entertained or to sell their goods and services, network or whatever. So that's going to be your LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and it's not only uh, social media. The some of the older or traditional types of platforms were uh, things like Career Builder and Monster and those types of resume re- uh, repositories, where employers could come and look for employees, and and so you have platforms. Okay, there are uh, new platforms that are springing up that are kind of known as SAS, S A A S, and that is software as a service. And most people think of those as your accounting uh, software uh, or, you know, the boring stuff. But people don't realize that there are a lot of platforms growing under your nose, like Those games that you play, Um, those offer a lot of platform building for people to come in and not only enjoy the games, but they can collect items and sell them. Um, They can build careers. Just ask Twitch. You know, Twitch is actually a platform where gamers can come and showcase their gaming skills. Others can watch them and they can make a living and where um, the games themselves and other periphery vendors can support them and sponsor them. And so those are, when I talk about software as a service and those types of things, that's a platform as well. All right. I hope this is making sense for you guys. So now we have covered the, um, Not only what the main markets are, we've covered the two main approaches, whether you're going to offer services or you're going to offer a platform or platforms. Now, let's talk about processes. There are three main processes. All right. I know I'm whizzing through this, you guys, but I'm telling you, if you get this, you're going to be above even a lot of MBAs out there because this is in the streets, just downright truths of the matter. Okay. So let's talk about these three processes. All right. So there is an acronym for it and it is ASS. I'm not going to say that word because it is also possibly a swear word, but ASS. Okay. The three main processes and the the way these processes came about was if you ever wanted to know the shortcut to be able to guarantee that you would be able to make money is you would be able to save people time, save people confusion, save people energy and effort or work, and um, a few others. But for the most part, they are encapsulated in this these three processes. You can have all of them, one of them, or, or, or a combination of the two. So let's get into it. All right, so A stands for automation. And when you automate something, this is to save people time, okay, or to do something for them. Mm -hmm. Think about having to uh, launder your dirty items, your dirty clothes prior to a washing machine and dryer. That process took a long time and it was laborious. And so it saves you time. Or it offers to do something for you. Think about weaving fabrics and um, uh, sewing before the sewing machine, before the weaver, um, before even like the cotton gin. uh, If you're looking at automations for back-breaking processes of gathering um, uh, natural fiber cotton which is one of the biggest fabrics out there in the world. Okay, so that's gonna be automation. Simplification. Now what this does is simplification lowers the learning curve and takes away um, the ability to be confused. Um, So when we think of simplification, think about calculators and um, uh, 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 computer processing. That's going to be uh, simplification where you take something and you automate it in the background. I don't know about you guys, but I remember, uh, when I was first having to learn the Microsoft suite and I had to go in and learn Excel and I started having to learn how to do macros, pivot tables, and all of that stuff. And my eyes were rolling in the back of my head. And I remember the guy was like, and he had, he had come from an accounting background. He was like, if you learn this, if you learn how to simplify these things, you'll never have to worry about having, you know, a job at the time. That's what, that's what his world, Was and so when I learned that, and it became simplified not only for me but for those that I would have to prepare these reports for for simplification, he was right. The next one is systemization. So I've done the first S of simplification and then now simplification. Now, simplification is all about saving effort. Energy and error by turning things into a replicable process. One of the biggest ones that you are familiar with that does not boast, hey, I'm a simple I'm, I'm a systemization, is going to be your fast food outlet, namely McDonald's. McDonald's was cutting edge for its ability to make systems out of preparing their food. And those systems are replicated across the world. Everybody does stuff the same way to be effective, efficient, to save energy and to reduce error. In most companies, people have to have systemizations because if you don't, like Frank Abnale, Abigail, excuse me, I mess up his name. You know, the guy from Catch Me If You Can. He said, when people go outside of the systems that are established, that's when fraud happens. He says, when people break from the systems, That's when fraud happens. He said, fraud does not happen because of a bad system. Fraud happens because of people not obeying the system. So that's another thing. So like I said before, if you want to figure out how to start generating and creating money, like we talked about the other day, you want to make sure you understand these three possible processes so that you're not turning around in circles trying to figure out how to do something. So pick one or pick some. You can either automate something or you can uh, simplify something or you can simpli- uh, systematize something. All right. So now I'm going to cover some of the current perennial industries and then give you um, uh, some closing remarks about this stuff. And then we'll be ready to move in tomorrow. How? So we'll work on how to, gather together a workable, executable plan so that you can actually start creating money. Okay. All right. So the current per- and perennial industries that I want to highlight, this is not exhaustive. This is just going to give you an idea of areas that you can start to think about. Now, the first thing I'm going to say is good old Maslow. Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs. And I always say his name Maslow, forgive me, but his name is Maslow. <laughs> Maslow's hierarchy of of needs was um, those three lower tiers where he talked about the basic needs, survival needs, and then love and belonging. And that's where we find that, excuse me, you have um, the main areas that people are concerned with. They are concerned with um, life, love, and money. Yeah, life, love, and money. And so when you look at those, they normally boil down to those three. Let's just be honest with with it. Um, Life, that includes your health. uh, That includes uh, education and um, so many other things um, like um, hospitality. And I'm going to cover those as well. And if you look at love, of course, that's going to cover love of finding it keeping it, family, friends, um, general social media acceptance. And then money is going to cover not only money, but it'll cover career. It's going to cover retirement. um, It will cover uh, insurances, housing, and all of that kind of stuff. So those are three big chunks. And and of those chunks, I'm going to talk about quickly some of the ones that are really hot right now and That And and I believe have a staying ability as well as some of the more traditional ones. So the current hot ones that also have propensity for staying power is, um, and I don't have these in any specific order. Well, yes, I kind of do. Okay. Anyway, tech. So the tech industry, that's going to also include that software as a service platform that I just talked about. You're also looking at including games. The tech is online. Um, Like I make a lot of my money using a few of these industries that we're highlighting today. So then the next one is really big. It's entertainment. And entertainment is not just about musicians, actors, and influencers. Entertainment also can include a huge subsector of e-gaming and YouTubers and what we would call handheld celebrities. So a handheld celebrity is going to be someone who may not be on uh, ABC, NBC, CBS in the U.S., but they very well may be on um, YouTube, Crackle, Uh, and some of the others that you only, that you can only get online. And so the reason why they call them handheld is because they can quickly be accessed by turning on your phone app and watching them. And so they are huge and don't sleep on handheld celebrities when you're thinking about your entertainment and especially YouTube. Just when everybody thinks YouTube is out for the count, they come back and YouTube is taking names and stepping on throats out here, people. So YouTube is a really big one, especially for the entertainment. The next one is going to be publishing and media. Publishing and media, most people are like, oh, that's boring. But I'm going to tell you, publishing and media, if I had to rank these by way of influential power, publishing and media is going to be the top one. Publishing as it looks, it's going to be content, magazines, uh, periodicals, blogs, books, um, audiobooks, which are making a killing. You know all of those types of things, and then your media is going to cover most of the publishing, but it's also going to cover things like content, mass content. It's going to um, cover uh, things that now are the true influencers, like including uh, your um, news, uh, news. Uh, programs. Uh, There are people now with the help of YouTube and other services who are now able to break into media and go head for head with Washington Post, New York Times, and all they're doing is working with a blog, uh, Instagram account, and a YouTube channel, and they are really doing some things. Um, Democracy Now! uh, uh, Some of the others that got in trouble that I'm not going to (laughs) mention... Um, whatever. But yeah, you can you can you can quickly get into these things. And then financial. So of course, financial includes your services, banking, even education. And the financial sector with regards to education is making huge strides and helping a lot of people make a lot of money, like teaching people how to trade, save, invest, and how to manage their money. I mean, come on, let's face it. I talk about wisdom and I keep people keep getting people asking me to talk about, you guessed it, money and how to make it. So it's very powerful. The next one goes into that, education and skills training. Now, education is going to not only include your traditional, but it's moving back into the age of apprenticeship, where a lot of people are having to redefine themselves and redefine what they do. And so Many people are becoming sages and experts to teach people how to do what they do. But now the pendulum is swinging whereby people come into an apprentice uh, program. Think of Seth Godin and his Alt-NBA, where they are starting to apprentice people on how to understand how to do marketing. So there's that. And then skills training. Skills training is huge. Uh, There is a Big push for not getting a degree or even a master's degree, but instead getting a a certification from a trade school, which is also still like your apprenticing. Uh, These trade schools are still doing very well with traditional skills like plumbing, electrical, building, uh, uh, dental assistance, hygiene, and all that kind of stuff. HVAC is huge. Trust me, they get a lot of money. And this is because they can't easily be automated away. So they fall into that main services thing where AI can't come and do what they do because it still requires a finesse of understanding uh, that takes, uh, that recall, excuse me, requires, uh, critical thinking for unique solving. I mean, for solving of unique situations. Okay. So then the next one is going to be hospitality. This one is huge. There is a huge influx of, uh, personal, 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 Uh, stuff that's direct, kind of peer-to-peer, but from the creator. So it's going to be before market. It's going to be uh, including concierge, interior design, personal stylists, celebrity handlers. And that leads me to the next one, which is crisis management. Oh, this one is here to stay. This crisis management used to be for politics, for companies and politicians, but now regular people need it. And what it is, is for the most part, it's all about uh, creating, establishing, and maintaining good reputation, handling public relations, and internet backlash when you do something stupid. So that's one. And then, lo and behold, agriculture. Who would have thunk it? Agriculture. Agriculture. There is a huge uh, groundswell of those who are going back and starting to create um, seeds and, uh, gardening, co-op farming, local community gardening, where there is a return to natural to get out all of the pesticides, all of the Frankenstein seeds and all of those types of things. And including an heirloom seeding, um, groundswell of people who are desiring to not only grow their own stuff, but to have stuff that is, um, off the beaten path, or that has not uh, been genetically modified. So those are some of the big ones. Let me quickly talk about the traditional ones that are always around and you already know. And that's going to be healthcare, real estate, human resources, accounting, and retail. Now with human resources, if you run any kind of business, if you decide you want to run a business and you're going to hire people, human resources is always going to be the most of your expenses and your running capital. So always remember that, okay? And I want to shout out uh, both of M.J. DeMarco's books, um, uh, Millionaire Fast Lane, as well as Unscripted. I'll drop the links in the description. I've talked about them before, but going through those books is uh, really good because it's going to hit on a little of the stuff that I talked about today, but it'll give you a good framing for the entrepreneurial spirit of how to go out there and make things happen. And so I know we covered a lot today. My time is really up, but I do wanna make sure that you guys understand that if you understand what a market is, how you have the market main approaches, the three processes and the current industries that you can get into, you're gonna be above and ahead of the game. Join me tomorrow where I'm gonna actually... Uh, lay out how to have a money gathering execution plan. We're going to do things like help you to identify the best market for you, choosing your approach, developing your process, how to focus on which industry is going to work for you, and actually creating a plan. So I'm going to see you tomorrow. Bye!